We are here with Dr. Devin Mann, the Senior Director of Informatics and uh, Innovation here at NYU Langone. Um, and first want to learn about you. Sure. Give us a little insight into who you are and, yeah. and your background. Absolutely. I, um, I'm a physician, an internist here. I still practice a small percentage of my time um, and sort of in a roundabout way have migrated to sort of the digital health space over the past 15 years now. Um, but uh, have really kind of dove into that area. And so now, um, you know, my, my daily life is filled with kind of doing digital health, um, still seeing patients, uh, and trying to um, sort of foster this collaborative relationship between the research side of our academic health system and the operational leadership side so that we're really trying to tighten the loop, get the ideas that are coming out of the not, not, not just the labs, but really the community, our population health departments, all those departments, and drive them using digital tools into care delivery redesign hmm. now. So tell us about the digital design lab yeah. and, and the work that you're doing there. I trained here years ago and then was gone for a while and then came back uh, almost two years ago. When I got here, you know, I realized that some of the experience that I had developed over the years was relatively unique. Um, having been a physician and a researcher with NIH grants and whatnot, but then really now fully embedded in the digital health space. Uh, and so when I got here, I was talking to a lot of folks who were eager and thirsty to do this kind of work, but had very little kind of experience to draw on. They didn't know exactly what steps to take. And our CIO here was very visionary, and he said, you know, that's the kind of work I want to see happen. Um, can you help me? make it happen. And so we took a chance uh, and me and a few other people started to put together this infrastructure to say, listen, lots of great ideas. Um, and yeah, you know, we could tell them to go find a company or start a company, leave. But the reality is not everyone wants to do that. Mm -hmm. um, but they have so much to contribute. So can we set up an infrastructure here to start to grow those ideas? Uh, and The internal innovators. Yeah, the internal innovators, exactly. And help match them up with both alignment uh, on, a, on a strategic way. Because the reality is you know, things go faster when you have uh, tailwind than headwind. Mm. And so we felt like there really is a thirst, even at the highest levels, to do things differently. And there's so many problems and challenges to kind of really succeed in the environment. Um, and so we felt like if we could teach those innovators, like the people, the clinicians, the researchers, about what, what the, the institution cares about, what the sort of larger context is saying, and bring those ideas, give them the right tools, give them UX, give them product, give them tech, uh, and we could start to really grow these ideas. And uh, it's been a wild ride um, and a relatively, uh, I think, trailblazing one. And we're excited to where we are today with this event. So talk a little bit about the value of still practicing yeah. and being a practicing physician, yeah. but also focusing on innovation. Yeah. That's a great question, actually, um, because, you know, it's sort of, it's not a litmus test here, but almost all of us on the clinical side of informatics still practice in some form because it really doesn't take long to lose that connection, to remember sort of the realism of what it's like to navigate in the clinical world, especially with all the digital changes happening around us. So it's the very central core, both from my perspective as a clinician um, and the connection to my patients um, and to the communities that they come from. So. There's no other way of saying it other than that that's, it's the center of everything. And I don't, I don't mean that like sort of in a lighthearted way. I mean, really, it really is. And every project we engage with, we're always thinking like, how will this affect the daily practice, whether it be in the hospital, the ER, uh, long-term care facility, in all of our, you know, now 
I don't know, 500 clinical practices or whatever it may be. We're really thinking about what's the daily impact, what's the one-year impact, and what's the long-term shot as well. Speak maybe a little to those internal innovators or people that are wishing that they um, they maybe have an idea, yeah. they've, they've got some solutions in, in the, yeah. their back pocket and they want to bring them to the world. Um, how did they get involved with you? Yeah. Um, what would your advice be sure. to them? So people burden themselves thinking they have to have all the answers. Mm. They think they have to have all the technology. Oh, I've, I've already prototyped this thing. That's not what we need. We just need you to have a clear idea. And that in itself, as you probably very well know, with kind of like all the, the so many people working in design thinking, really getting a clear crystal idea, a value proposition, all those things that in the software world, they're very, you know, kind of bread and butter, here can be a little bit murkier. And so we work a lot to just define that. So I try to tell people, don't sort of over-exaggerate how much you need to show up at the door. Right. And so what we, you know, come with that passion, come with the idea, and then come to work collaboratively. And that's really what we tell people. And it's been really successful. We. Some of our early projects, um, the, the Wonder Lab is really the first project they went through, and we've started to build those applications. There's another series of projects focused on parent-child interactions in school settings. Um, we've had medical students who've come in with really fascinating, like dermatological apps that they've been building. Um, this summer, we're kicking off really a, a behavioral economics-inspired one that's going to go towards the ambulatory practices. So these boot camps, as we call them. And so essentially, once we've kind of bring them into the group, we do these boot camps, a few months of really helping clarify ideas, come up with strategies, and then we help connect them to figure out what's really the next step. Some people come through that and they're like, you know what? I want to stay in the lab. You know, I want to keep focusing on clinical care. Others are get excited and they want to connect to companies in the local area. As you know, the New York area is really starting to grow fast in that right. domain. So there's so many more opportunities for them. Um, and other folks we bring in-house and we say, listen, this is so important to NYU Langone. We're going to work with you to build this application and fold it into our operational uh, network. Um, and so those are all options. But I, I tell people up front, don't worry about it. Right. You know, Just come with that idea. Come with the passion. And, and then roll your started. sleeves up and, yeah. and we'll see where it goes. So how are you seeing things evolve and, and change or yeah. progress? It's been what a I, few years yeah. that you've been focusing on digital yeah. health. What I've seen, I mean, we spent a lot of time, I used to sit on this national um, uh, uh, health information technology policy panel down in D.C. There was a lot of effort, right, getting EHRs everywhere, right? And we, we spent a lot of time. NYU was relatively early in that, so we're, we're pretty stable on that side. And so now I think people are really starting to say, okay, we have this, like, basic infrastructure in place. How do we use it to really start to solve the, the pressing challenges, um, whether it be the patient experience digitally? And honestly, increasingly for us, a big focus is the clinician experience digitally. As a provider, as a physician, it can be very frustrating navigating the digital kind of ecosystem around me. And so we need to improve that. Mm -hmm. So I think there's uh, greater awareness, even at the highest levels of our leadership, that these, you know, just putting technology out there was phase one. We are now deeply kind of pivoted towards phase two, where we have to make these tools create that better experience. That's why Amazon's here speaking about how important the customer experience is, um, because it, it really is. You know, if you know, I often, people talk about sort of, oh, how challenging it would be in rural medicine to get from, you know, one state to another. I mean, it's very challenging to get cross town, as you well know, okay. and to come back for something that's a low value visit is really a horrible customer experience. And honestly, as a physician, it's not great either, right? I don't really want to see you again for something that could have done so simply using kind of off-the-shelf technology fundamentally. Mm -hmm. um, so I think there's a lot of awareness on that now, and we're starting to really marshal our forces to go there. And that's where things like the, the Digital Design Lab 
are trying to unlock those ideas and say, hey, here's some guys on the front line and they really see this problem. And so can we fold that in and start to come up with solutions and plug them into this larger infrastructure that we have already rolled out, right? We have this new digital hospital, we have our electronic health record, we have all the pieces in place. But now it's about really putting them together and solving use cases that, that just aren't solved yet. So last question, walk us a bit into the future and, and what we should be expecting. When I think about it, I think the, the experience will be much more optimized to sort of letting the digital tools do what they do best. I mean, there is so much transactional activity in healthcare, in, in, in my case, primary care, that really is not maximizing what humans do. But this conversation, I don't want to have with a bot. Right. right, but the reality is refilling my medication or setting up appointments or maybe even checking my blood pressure or just kind of like subtle changes to the strategy. If, if there's really a protocol that could go through this, then great, let it do that because the reality is I don't really want to have uh, sort of a mundane conversation with uh, really uh, an expert professional. And as a provider, I don't really want to have those conversations with patients and get so caught up on all those mundane activities as well. So there's so much of that that needs to be converted to kind of more automated processes. And then you add to that, so then we then it sort of relieves the pressure, lets us have more of the human interaction, and then you can overlay a lot of the sophisticated intelligence, and I think you're going to see that more and more, right? Everyone's here is talking about AI and all these buzzwords, but there really are value propositions to each of these intelligence kind of uh, driving um, technologies. So you'll see sort of the logistical stuff start to fall away, I hope. Mm -hmm. And that sort of happens in the background, right? You you get on the plane, you don't worry about how the plane works, right? And then we can focus on creating a better... Hopefully. (laughs) Hopefully. And then we can focus on having a better experience and then adding real intelligence, right? Like better radar so you know where it's going. So I can say, you know what? Actually, I see some concerning signs here. And we're actually pointing those intelligence tools not just at the patients trying to predict what's going on there, but also the clinicians. The reality is, you know, as a physician... My day is not static. It's not homogenous. You know, sometimes certain patients are super complicated or my day is crazy or whatever. And the digital systems around me have not learned yet to adapt to that. So I'm getting the same hundred alerts to interrupt my work, whether you're here in a suicidal crisis Mm. or you're here to refill medication. And that doesn't make sense, Mm -hmm. right? So I think I'm hoping that as we evolve, as the intelligence comes in and sort of the focus on the transactional stuff falls away, you'll see a more... um, seamless you know experience all right well thank you for all the great work you're doing thank you and uh look forward to that future